Shay Sparks went from a hairstylist to becoming a counselor to help veterans with PTSD. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. As a veteran entrepreneur, you need a domain name that is easy to remember and accurately reflects your brand or business. Let .us serve you and choose a .us domain to stand out and get the domain name you really want. Reserve your .us domain name and website builder today for just $1 at launchwith.us. All right, today we're talking with Shay Sparks from Spark of Hope. Shay, thanks for being here today. Would you take us back and tell us a little bit about your background? Well, thank you for having me, Joe. Um, My background is really, so I've been a hairstylist for the last 20 something years. And then um, I've had my own salon for the past 12. Oh, wow. And in the last two years, I really started coaching and consulting. So I now have two businesses. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, yeah. So like, uh, is, is a, is a hairstylist kind of like a bartender? You're kind of a, a psychologist and a mentor and a sounding board? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I say I've been coaching behind the chair for the last 20 something years. Yes. <laughs> do you think it, do you think that that really had an effect on you perfecting your, your, your shtick and ultimately what kind of drew you into the coaching business? Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I really started to dive in, in the personal development space at age 21. Awesome. And really just started to like read lots of books and get involved and was actually on track, uh, through a program to become a coach at that point. And, um, you know, life happens, you get into wrong relationships and, that goes away. Hmm. So, um, or at least that's what my story was. Mm -hmm. And so when I got out of that, it was like, okay, wait a minute. I was on a track to do something. Now, what was that? And let's get back to who I feel like I'm designed to be. So you can probably remember back to the days where you actually had to read personal motivation books or even go out and buy CDs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and they would, yeah, yeah. People would sell the CD packet in like this, uh, you know, probably, oh, it was probably 11 by 14 book oh, yeah. <laughs> of CDs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's how, I, that's how initially I got fascinated in, with podcasting because I was listening to lots of CDs on the way to and from work and in the car. And I was just yeah. going through CDs like so quick that I couldn't ever get enough CDs. And then, you know, right after the, 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 the word podcast hit the scene, yeah, I remember on the weekend getting in the computer, slowly downloading all the stuff onto my iPod, so I had enough uh, podcasts to listen to come Monday morning. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so how was it you actually uh, got started in entrepreneurship? Because sometimes, you know, especially for folks getting out of the military or the military spouse, 
taking that first step is is the biggest and the hardest part. How how was it you actually, you know, crossed over the line and, and got started in your coaching business? Well, so a couple of things. First of all, I come from um, a long line of entrepreneurs. My parents and my grandparents were farmers. Mm-hmm. So they had their own business. And then my dad and my mom, they each had a separate business. And one was a fertilizer distributorship and fertilizer sales. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, kind of innate in me as growing up that you have a business, that you you don't be an employee. It's okay if you are. And it's okay if you have an employee employee situation and a business, which is what my dad did. And so it was always kind of like in the back of my mind of eventually one day I'll have a business. And so when I was in the corporate salon world, it was really a lot of people would just ask me like, why are you still here? Why don't you have your own business? So for me, that was kind of an easy ish transition. When I decided to uh, add coaching as well and speaking and I've written a book is because I was learning so much and investing in myself so much that it was overflowing onto my clients. And I would tell them the stories that, oh, guess what I learned this week? And they're like, this is fascinating stuff. You should really be a coach. You should really be a speaker. You should really write a book, blah, blah, blah. Have a podcast. And so I think the key to listen is to really listen to the people around you that you trust. And they'll tell you if you need a business. And how I got into consulting was, when people ask you three, at least three times the same question, there's your business. Because there's a need. You're identifying Absolutely. the need. Yeah. And you obviously have an answer because they keep asking you. Hmm. So I have a question about the salon business. So typically, uh, I suppose there's different ways to work at a salon. Either you're just an employee, maybe working there for commission or an hourly wage, or a lot of times you're renting a chair in the salon and you, you're even having to bring in your own clients and just rent space. Like what, what scenario have you been in all the different scenarios of the, the salon business? All of the above. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I even, I was even making, um, well, minimum wage at the time, which was ridiculously low under $5. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been there. <laughs> and yeah. And you know, you start out as an assistant. So I was just cleaning and sweeping up hair and, you know, giving clients coffee and shampooing them. And that was it. So I started there 20 something years ago and was, so I've done, done, done it all, literally the complete gamut of it and then moved up to commission and then moved up to, um, where within six months I was the educational director of three locations um, here in Kansas city. And then eventually, I, you know, going to booth rental is the natural progression hmm. because from, well, I shouldn't say because most people, in my opinion, want to grow. Right. And that is the limit. There's a limit in the salon world that once you go from getting a certain point of commission, you can't really get anymore. You can just keep raising your prices. And that's the only way you're going to get 
paid more was to or give yourself a get, get a raise was to raise your prices. Right. And it's really still what it is. However, I said, well, I want to be, you know, in charge of my own books, in charge of my own um, hour, you know, you know, my own rates, all of that. And so I moved into booth rental and then it's in now we're in a suite. So I have my own suite in a salon. Huh. My goal is to connect veteran entrepreneurs like you with the programs and resources you need to find success. And whether your passion project is a business, a blog, a podcast, finding the right domain name is crucial. In addition to SEO value, it's important that your domain name is easy to remember and reflects you. But it's hard to find one that's the right fit and still available. That's why you need to choose a .us domain. With .us, you can connect the dream you're building with the country you've served. .us domains are short, simple, and memorable. This can help with brand recall and increase traffic. Plus, .us offers an online business toolkit. The toolkit provides a simple three-step process to help you build the perfect site, as well as good practices and tips for managing traffic and branding, all while helping you stand out in a crowded digital landscape. Join the list of companies who already register on .us, like zoom.us and mastercard.us. Sign up for your .us domain today to reserve the name you want. I've arranged a special offer to help you get started. Register your .us domain name for just $1 for a full year. Plus, you'll get three months of Weebly Website Builder for free. Let .us help you build your dream. For my special offer, go to launchwith.us. That's launchwith.us. Okay, we're back talking with Shay from Sparks of Hope. Shay, um, earlier I'd asked you, you know, you're, you're in, you're, you've basically been an entrepreneur as a hairstylist in a hair salon for, for many years, like 20-some years. You were kind of in the coaching your your hair clients essentially for a long time, and you're listening to all this personal motivation. People are telling you you need to be a coach. When what was that first event? What what where you actually crossed over the line and you're like, wow, I'm actually a legitimate coach here. You had your first client, or you were actually able to serve that first individual. Great question. Uh, a friend of mine who had actually moved to on one side of the country had introduced me through Facebook to a woman on the other side of the country. And he said to me that she has, um, challenges that she's gone through and is scared to talk to people. Mm. And so we got on the, we got on the, uh, Skype and I got to see her and we talked and she said, Shay, I just really need help getting my voice back. And I said, well, that's great because I wrote a book called how to get your voice back. So let's keep talking. And over the course of the last year, she had shared with me how being in the Navy, she was unfortunately exposed to a lot of sexual trauma, a sexual assault. And then out of that, she was in an abusive marriage. And so when I met her a year ago, she was barely able to talk to me. She was unable to talk to her coworkers and definitely unable to talk to even her family hmm. about anything that happened to her as well as anything that was prevalent now. And so 
I think it was that literal first conversation that we spent probably an hour and a half just talking. And by the end of it, she was like, I have never felt so safe and so comfortable and so relieved after one conversation. That's amazing. So how did that make you feel? Because this is essentially your first like real experience consulting with somebody or being their coach and all of a sudden you see that kind of success from the first event. Honestly, I was in awe. Yeah. I was in awe of how when you are completely a hundred percent present with that other person mm-hmm. and I am try to be always with that with every session and I am focused on them and their moving forward that it is just such a, an an honor to be a part of that, to be a part of someone else's growth. Yeah. And so from that from that first event with your first first gal you were helping, where has it taken you since then? <laughs> well, um she was um probably one of the like first veterans that showed up in my life. And then, uh, right after that, I had interviewed another, I'd interviewed a a veteran for my podcast and he then shared his podcast with his network. And I had veterans emailing me all the time to, to be on my podcast. And I thought, this is great. And yet this is different. Like I, I mean, my dad was a veteran And he didn't really talk about it. So to be able to talk to people who experienced something where my dad never talked about anything and he was, I forgot what they call it, um, not deployed. He was drafted to Korea after the Korean War. So the Korean War was settled, but he was still drafted. Uh And so he didn't necessarily choose, although he did serve, you know, he refused to ever speak about it. And that generation I think did. And I just think back to, well, what would have happened had he had the freedom to be vulnerable and share what was going on and what happened to him and what, you know, the things that he experienced, how different of a father he might've been to me, a different person in general. And so I just started having those kind of conversations with all the veterans that were showing up. And I thought, well, maybe veterans don't necessarily want to go into the VA to get services. And so I live part-time in Washington, D.C. And so I thought, well, maybe I need to go into Walter Reed and see if they need a coach like offline, not in person. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to run into someone <laughs> out of the blue and he tells me that he's a veteran and he has PTSD and he's going to Walter Reed of all places for therapy. And he said, I wish I could do a Skype call and do it over online instead of having to go in. Yeah. And I thought, wow, you answered my question. I didn't even ask it. Wow. Huh. And so many things continued to happen like that. I met um, someone who talked to me about Bunker Labs 
And I'm like, I know exactly what Bunker Labs is. I've been watching it for five years. And he suggested that I go to their networking events to serve the veterans. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then I'm at this corporate um, networking event where it's corporate America talking about hiring veterans and how they make sure to have give them growth opportunities because they're used to the ranking system and making sure that they're getting plugged into the other veterans and building that connection and community in their company. And then they said, you really want to give them a purpose. And I thought, wait, why is it that they're talking about giving them a purpose and not helping them find a purpose? And it just so happened that at that meeting was the head of the VFW here in Kansas City. And I met him and talked to him about it. And I said, so is there a program in the transition period that helps veterans find their purpose when into civilian life? And he was like, that's a really good question. I don't know the answer to that. And so I asked one other person, uh, which was straight it was really out of a conversation that i was having in the salon with one of my hair clients and she's like shay you need to talk to my um my friend that goes to church with me she's actually a congresswoman and she connected me with her i emailed her and i was in dc the next week and i was actually in her office the following week just after having this thought and there I am across from, I wasn't across from her. I was uh, across from her defense fellow having this conversation about what is Congress doing to help veterans find their purpose. And the answer is nothing. <laughs> right. The, they have a lot of nonprofits and they have a lot of, of, opportunities in that world. However, there wasn't a necessarily a business or anything else that they were referring to. And it, the day before when I'm in the airport getting ready to go to DC, I came across this article on LinkedIn that talked about the well-being of the Veteran Act. And so I asked him about that and he said, yes, she was a co-signer of that. And if you want, you should go around to all the offices here on Capitol Hill and you know, lobby for that. And I'm like, I'm not a lobbyist. <laughs> hmm. I'm an advocate, but I'm not a lobbyist. And that was one day. And by the end of that day, I did two uh, book signing events. And every each Uber that I had driver was a veteran. And I talked to them and their experience. Yeah. And the one person was also, the one author was a, a veteran and a doc, doctor, cardiac thoracic surgeon in DC. And he's like, Shay, this is a great thing. You really need to, we need to keep this conversation going. And so here I am, I'm developed this program called Operation Alpha to really help veterans find their purpose to what's next in the civilian world. That's awesome. You know, cause I think when most veterans get out, you know, they're their quote purpose is usually in the form of a job. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I kind of embraced entrepreneurship because I've, I've viewed entrepreneurship as, as a purpose combined with in, you know, an income potential, so to speak. Um, yeah. so, you know, maybe, maybe your own, the job you've created for yourself combined with 
the purpose you really want to fulfill. And, and I'm not a psychologist or trained by any way, but I've said this many times that I think the, the number one cause of the veteran suicide issue is there's all sorts of sidebar issues that get piled in with it. But I think the underlying cause of all of it is loss of purpose. And, yes. Yeah. And when, when you get out of the military, whether you get out after your four year enlistment or re, you know, retire after 30 years, whatever, either way, you have to be really careful that you've got some kind of purpose when you get out. And, and it's got to be more than, you know, sleep in and watch TV all day and start drinking beer at noon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and some of the veterans that I've interviewed for my podcast, that's what they were saying. They were like, I fell into addiction. I fell into, you know, thoughts of suicide. And I'm thinking it's really starts with the trauma, whatever the trauma is. And then you can continue to get triggered again. And you're not noticing that you're getting triggered and you're getting digging this hole deeper and deeper because I went through it too, even though I wasn't in the military, I had my own trauma that I dealt with as a child and it, it led me down depression. I became a teenage alcoholic and I was suicidal. Hmm. So I can totally relate. And if you don't figure out exactly what you said, if you do not figure out that you are here for a reason and ask, what is the purpose I'm here? Then you're going to go, okay, that's it. I don't have a reason to be here. I'm going to end it all. Hmm. And so in, in your experience talking with veterans that are struggling to find their purpose, what's the key to do that? Cause I mean, let's face it. Let, a lot of us, you go, you know, people in general go th- through a whole life and never find their purpose. They, they don't even realize that they've got one out there somewhere. Um, let alone the, that they actually find it. So right. what, what kind of, what kind of ways do you help people find their purpose? Well, thank you for asking it. So the reason I call Operation Alpha is because Alpha is an acronym that stands for awareness, leadership, purpose, hope, and alignment. So in those five key areas, we go through a series of questions to help kind of narrow down what that looks like. And so many times... It's not what they think. <laughs> Interesting. It, you know, they come out of um, the military and they might be thinking, oh, like you said, I need to go find a job. I need to go um, be a first responder and, you know, be a firefighter, and which is great, honorable, go for it. And then they find themselves getting triggered again and again and again. So that's where the awareness piece comes in and you have to be really aware of what is triggering you and how it's triggering you and what you're doing when you're getting triggered so you can take a proactive step outside of that trigger to do something different so you're no longer reacting that same way the leadership part comes in because I think so many people in general but especially veterans they're all leaders even though they might not have the rank to, that said they were a leader, but they're all a leader. Mm-hmm. They're all doing something that most people don't do. So they don't see themselves as a leader. So, and, and I love that you, you know, uh, 
the armed services is really about team mentality, which is great. And every single one of them is a leader. So we really kind of pull that out and what leaders look like for them, what leadership looks like for them. The purpose is really about, you know, kind of what you're passionate about. What, what, what does your heart tell you to go? What does your head tell you to go? You know, if, you know, we talk about the airy fairy of, and I call it airy fairy, but <laughs> you know, the all um, optimistic side, if money wasn't an object, what would you do? Mm-hmm. And brainstorm different ideas in all different fields of what that looks like. I have, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, an incredible button <laughs> of visionary of constantly brainstorming. And so you give me a business idea and it's like, boom, we just go with it and come up with names and topics and uh, marketing ideas and all kinds of things. So that's one of my favorite parts um, to my program. And hope is really about, you know, so many times we get into a hopeless mindset and we don't know how to get out of it. We don't know how to change Mm -hmm. that. And if you just have, like my business, a spark of hope, that's it. Just one spark. It really ignites everything else in every area of your life, not just one. Mm-hmm. And then the alignment is, is this something that you are in alignment with not only yourself, but your belief system, your value system, your family, you know, your loved ones, your community? Is this in alignment with who you are? as a person. Wow. I mean, did you, is this a system and a methodology that you've come up with on, on your own just over the years, or is this like a, a known yes. system that you bought into? No, this, I just came up with this on my own. Wow. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. Really. I mean, it, it's similar and sounds a lot, a lot like other programs that are out there, but I mean, this, this one's yours. So, I mean, you've, you coined it and, and developed it yourself. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. <laughs> Thank so, you. And yeah, to me, going. it's, well, I was going to say, and to me, it's really all in that alignment. That last A is alignment. I know, one, I'm sober and I've been sober for 20 years. And if I had not taken that step and been sober, I would not have the alignment I have with my belief system, with, with um, God, my creator. And so I feel like it was totally in alignment, everything that he's doing, every door that he's been opening for me and this program that he just laid, laid down (laughs) as I was writing one day, he just put it in, uh, put it on a journal for me. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So you got any other good stories? I mean, you told us about your, your first client, the Navy veteran, any, any other interesting experiences as you've walked some other veterans and other clients through your program? No pressure. I was going to say, wow, that's a huge (laughs) question. Um, mm, Yeah, it's, she's not a veteran. However, her dad committed suicide. Mm. And she was, 21 when it happened and she became the rock 
that her mom leaned on and her younger siblings leaned on. And when that pressure couldn't handle it anymore, you know, just if you think about a rock being drilled down with a jackhammer, right? You At some point, yeah. you just can't take the pressure anymore. She turned to drugs and alcohol. Hmm. And she would then have extreme panic attacks, which led to more drugs and alcohol. Yeah. So she had been sober for... I don't know, probably at least five years. And the anniversary was coming up of her dad's death and she started to have the panic attacks. And she's like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so we had an emergency call. Well, I called an emergency call. We called in the midst of the panic attack and uh, walked her through some of the steps that we had already gone through, not with this particular um, well, very similar coaching and really took her from a state of panic to a state of she could at least come out of the closet because she was literally hiding in the closet from her family. Mm. And um, she had a gun. <laughs> and so, and I don't know if she was planning to use that to herself or someone else. However, it was, uh, we diffused it. And she felt so much better. And what I, I took away from that experience is how many times we go through life and we have those moments where we just wish we had somebody that we could talk to. Somebody to support right. us in that vulnerable moment. And as I have found, and this is not a... Um, Sexist remark. <laughs> um, there are a lot of um, men who don't think it's masculine to ask for help. And believe me, I mm. was a woman who did not ask for help for many years. Mm. So when you take that stigma away and say, actually, it's you are stronger because you were vulnerable. The weak do not ask. The strong do. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, Shay, unfortunately, we're getting close to the end of our time. If somebody's interested in, in talking with you or looking up your business and, and discussing whether, whether they want to utilize your services or just checking out what you do, how would they go about contacting you? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, you, they can email me at heyshay at shaysparks.com. Mm -hmm. That's H-E-Y-S-H-A at S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S dot com. And then my website is shaysparks.com. Awesome. And Shay, if you're talking to somebody that's in the military, military spouse, Whoever, whoever's going through that transition into the civilian sector and they're looking for that, that sense of purpose, uh, maybe in the form of entrepreneurship, what comes to mind? What kind of advice might you have for them? Explore with cur curiosity and not have an outcome to what you're exploring. Just go and just, just to learn. Awesome. 
Well, Shay, I really appreciate you sharing your golden nuggets of wisdom. I look forward to your future success, uh, not only in business, but how you're serving veterans and, and helping them through uh, the issues that, that many of us have. So I appreciate what you're doing and uh, good luck to you. We look forward to your future success. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. We're out. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.